You are listening to The Chomp Cast, an official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. Thanks for taking time out of your crazy life to make time for ours. And remember, if you're digging what we do, you can go to Patreon.com slash SwordChomp. Look for our special VIP tier. More on that later. We have a really rare and special show for you today. Um... With some fascinating polls to discuss, voted on by you, the at Swordchomp Instagram community. Polls like the recent slide in Twitch popularity for Apex Legends that has stunned our followers and listeners. Uh, the controversy surrounding Diddy Kong's hat. What? Yes, his hat. I don't want to give too much away. Will we ever see a Final Fantasy VI remake? I know that seems random, but there's a reason for it. And it's a great great topic to have uh but our topic of the show is a special one that's i know this is gonna sound crazy but it's actually about sports video games yes now if that doesn't sound like it's your cup of tea trust me it's going to be interesting we will make it interesting and quite frankly i'm excited as hell about this um or in some ways the fall of sports games which is chosen by our very special new patron uh real og larry who got to pick the topic of the show this month because of his donation um so it's going to be an amazing show. You don't want to miss it. Uh, speaking of which, I have a sports scenario slash intro thing uh, for the crew today in honor of the special show. Um, so let's get right into it. It's like a, I'm going to weave them within each other. 13 seconds left on the clock. Josh goes to inbound the ball. He surveys the floor using his wisdom to assess the defense, gripping the ball tightly. Between his calm fingers, he has a decision to make. Joshua Fowler joins us here from Michigan. Uh, the Jimmy Russla, so I say it like a gangsta. Um, Josh, what was the last sports game, like traditional sports game, you can actually remember mattering to you or caring about? As in, like, not video game sports game, but like actual sport? Or- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay. A, like a I, I, yeah, I, did, I didn't know where you were heading with that exactly. Uh, All right. Because yeah. um, I knew you'd drop in some eSport or something. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Do you have one? Because that's why I wanted to ask you of all people, because I know that sports games aren't necessarily something. Trying you know, to think. Um, I mean, I watch the World childhood. Cup every time that's on. Um, so, you know, I watch sports every, you know few years um mm-hmm. like other than that not a lot like i watched college ball college basketball um when i was younger but even that i just don't really care about anymore um what about like sports game like like video game like something you grew up with that sounds crazy like people that grew up with like tecmo mobile and stuff like that yeah um, um yeah, I played a bunch of basketball games on N64. Uh, really? Yeah, Weird. A bunch of them. Um, they, they, they were just uh, they were simple enough to get into back then. And uh, oddly enough, like they were like in that generation, they were trying to make the switch to like stat based stuff, like actually based off of player statistics instead of just having you know whatever like they had on the super nintendo and and you know and because of that they were strange games like you just had percent chances to hit shots and a lot of stuff like that 
Yeah. Based yeah. off of the characters you you so chose. It's sort of moved more into that now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot more yeah, it's, almost it's, like RPG driven mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, like that was those were the first steps into it way back then and so it was it was interesting just to watch those. Um and yeah, I, I had had a lot of fun playing some of those older sports games, but uh it's been was a there while. A friend had? Was like a friend or family member that dragged you into it? Like I trying to, or were you just like, "Fuck it, I'll just do it on my own." I'm trying to imagine who dragged Josh into playing these games. Uh, no one really. Um, yeah, just enjoyed playing those games. That was sort of like whenever, yeah, like you were talking about when they were evolving from the very primitive, like um, when you're a kid, it's basically just like a name on a jersey, and the stats were not that big of a part of it. So that's Mm -hmm. cool. Okay, so the N64 basketball games. Ah, Mm -hmm. ah, man. A lot of people have those memories too, because those N64 uh, wrestling games too. Thanks for being here, Josh. That basketball metaphor actually works nicely. Um, scenario resumes. Josh inbounds the pass. Mm. The entire season is on the line. He made a decision. Shea was calling for it. Shea catches the ball between two defenders. Nice spin move. Takes a shot, barely off the rim, but he gets his own rebound. Great hustle. Shea Layton is here from Japan. He's now trapped on all sides by defenders in this scenario. Uh, the professor, as we call him. Um, Shay, we've been waiting our whole life for this show, man. Sports? We finally get a reason to talk sports! I know. I know, it's weird. Like, even though I'm not the biggest fan of sports games, any reason to talk about sports, <laughs> specifically basketball or soccer, is always a plus for me. Uh, I agree. I agree. It's sort of like, it's like building up. I have like blue balls. I just need to get it out of my system. So I don't have to torture you. <laughs> right. Uh, Josh. Right. Like this is going to be, this is going to be the show where Josh, I think officially rolls his eyes so hard that they just pop out of his head and no, he dies. I think he's, I think he might die this episode mm. actually, unfortunately. I'll I, take that risk for the listeners. <laughs> just, just for that patron, what a gentleman, that mm. uh, they gave us that donation. Such a brave man, <laughs> <laughs> brave soul. <laughs> well, that's what's cool about the patron donations. If you go to patreon.com/swordchomp, because if you pick the topic of the show, no matter what it is, as long as it's video game related, you're gonna get it. Um, so yeah, so yeah, Shay, that's pretty cool. Uh, Josh said the thing about you being trapped between two sweaty men. It made me think about that scene and. Uh, Along came Polly, where Ben Stiller gets uh, just a face full of that big sweaty guy. I don't know if you guys remember that. Or, uh, hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. '90s humor. Yeah, this mm-hmm. people thought it was the funniest I, thing. In the world. I've actually never seen that movie. Oh. I've seen like I've, seen, I've always seen that in commercials, like that one scene in commercials. Yeah, but yep. I've never actually seen the movie. Yep. But like that's what a pickup game of basketball is like. Like that is identical. Mm-hmm. You know, when I used to play in college. And it would be shirts for skins. There would always be some someone who just their body makes way too much sweat, or they just are ungodly out of shape. And they always they seem to be a little bit heavier dudes. And so they'd go to jump up for a rebound because clearly they're they're bigger. They're taking me out because I'm skinny as shit. And you just feel a blanket of slime just coat your body and your face, and you're just like. <laughs> <laughs> why do I put myself through this? Mm. Like, why am I doing this right now? <laughs> yeah, that's um, real. I that is very real. Uh, you're glad you're here, Shay. I was thinking right before the podcast started. Hey, by the way, he's um, at Professor Layton with two ends on Instagram. If you want to follow him, um, do, is there any chance of us 
changing your handle to uh, Professor Owie. What, what are the odds on that? You know, I've been <laughs> considered doing it for um, June 9th. I think that would be a great date to change my handle. Okay. Mm. Okay. Uh, I don't. But if there was a hidden joke there, it bounced right over my head. I'll, 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 I'll bring. I'll bring the joke to you. Don't worry. Uh, okay. What month is June? Like numerically. Oh, uh, I see what you did there. Oh, okay. You're naughty boy. I'll lead the horse to water on that one. Don't worry. <laughs> Please do. Um, lead the and then let me drown in the water too. Uh, that's always <laughs> by how Club shitty me. that joke was. <laughs> Club me and then let me drift down the river. Uh, okay. Anyways, thanks for being here, Shay. Of course. Um, scenario resumes. Shay's double covered, but he has a sneaky toss between the legs of the defender. To me, General Mountain Time Morgan. I have the ball in my hands. I see the basket. It's a wide open lane. I rush forward to dunk. I lift to the sky. I'm soaring. Boom, and it bounces off the rim, shooting into the sky. Uh, it's kind of been my week this week. Uh, I was kind of empathizing with some things Josh was saying before the podcast. It's not been a good week for General Mountain Time, a.k.a. Morgan here. Um, between god-awful getting screwed over with weird work shifts and just bosses that were not letting me off uh, anywhere near my off time to just weird, flukish things happening. Um, running around town looking for things my wife left, going to the wrong... St- it's been one of those kind of weeks. Not as bad as Josh's week he's telling us before the podcast with some house issues, but uh, it seems like one of those weeks where nothing can go right. Mm. You know, so what I do, like any f- good friend would do when they're having a bad week, uh, and this is going to be a nice segue to uh, my next intro as well, is, you know, you confide in your best friend. You know, you tell them how sad you are and uh, he's always there for me. Oh, I'm sorry to hear you got a depressing week. Cry me a damn river, you little bitch. Don't ever fucking tell me you got a depressing week. You got a full-blown fucking family. You know what I got? I got a mommy. I live with my mommy. I got my daughter. Okay, that's enough. Um, huh. Always there for me. I support. Oh, oh man. I'm, I'm glad. I never heard the crew laugh that hard before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's why our, that's why our listeners love us because we're more vulnerable and than other podcasts out there. That's my metaphor. The ball has bounced into the air and landed. Into the arms of a daydreaming Anthony Fisher, a.k.a. Fish, mm. the Filipino Johnny Depp, at Fish on Instagram, if you're nasty. He has the ball in his hands, sweat dripping from his brow, and his balls, all the balls, just a few seconds left on the clock. The crowd is silent. The tension in the arena could be cut with a knife. Fish lifts his hands to shoot, trembling. He's got this. And out of nowhere, Ganondorf emerges from the crowd to cut fish in half. <laughs> oh my Aww. god. 
My worst nightmare. What the fuck? <laughs> and the final buzzer sounds as his decapitated corpse hits the core. <laughs> Drowning out Ganon's evil cackle. I'm sorry, Fish. Hmm. I thought you were going to let Fish finally win something. Uh, yeah, hmm. that's... That's not how it works, Shay. I'm sorry, man. Definitely not in Smash Brothers either. Morgan is. There's no mercy in that man's soul when he's playing Ganondorf. There's some mercy. I tried to. I did the right thing, say Josh. I tried to train fish. We got in a room, and we just we just tried to work with each other. You know what I mean? Just tried to, you know, tell him about yeah. edge guarding and stuff. Um, Josh could probably even do a better job than that. Um. It it was pretty fun. We used some weird characters we had new, never used before, and uh, we had a good time trying things out. So, all right, yeah, it was fun. Fish. Yeah, one one of the things I, I, I think learned you nothing. really need to do is, I think you need to go like into the training program and just really get good at learning how to spam. Uh, spamming is such a good technique, and I think that mm-hmm. you know if it's going to be employed against you, you got to learn how to use it. Mm. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Morgan. I'm 100% kidding. I'm not trying to piss you off. I'm just kidding. No, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, no, you should uh, just set your training partner in there to be Ganondorf and just only use down B just over and over again. (laughs) Just get used to jumping over it, Uh, and you'll you'll be good to go. (laughs) To be fair, Josh. That's what you should do. Just spend your every waking hour learning how to beat Ganondorf. It's Here's the thing. It's less about the character. I mean this in all seriousness. It's less about the character and more about... You have to have a certain understanding of the character, but it's more about your opponent fi- figuring you out. Like, Josh, like I did really good with him the first three rounds, but once he figured me out and he switched to that squid character, that was just so frustrating. He, he figured me out. And, uh, and generally, that's, what I think, what it comes down to. Like, I just kind of have Fish figured out. But Fish is also more hopeless, because today he was just, he's been playing a lot of Apex lately. I was trying to cheer him mm. up, and he was just like, I don't want to do this. Just running all over, looking for loot. Yeah. Like, God damn it, Fish. <laughs> it's like, where's the, where's the loot box here? Where's the peacekeeper? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay. Maybe someone could pick, yeah, well, I just thought it would be, I actually left it, I had written the whole scenario except for the very end, like for like six hours today, because I couldn't figure out how I wanted to end it uh, until me and Fish were training today, and then I realized uh, exactly how I wanted to end it, so, <laughs> but, but Fish is a good sport, so, um, he's trying, I'm just trying to help Fish find his character, I still feel like he hasn't found his, mm. his character yet, or maybe fighting games are just not, you know, there's a lot of games I'm fucking terrible at, so believe me, um, and I don't think fish is by any means terrible. So, uh, anyways, just a funny story. I don't fish. I mean, let's pick fish up here. Fish, we love you. Uh, you're the best. Um, we're so, we're happy you're here, even though you almost, almost missed the show by napping. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Once again, sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. Perpetual napping. Um, but this, like I mentioned earlier, this is gonna be a really cool show. As I was kind of segueing through that, because we're topping, uh, talk, topping, we're topping, we're talking about sports games and sort of our different thoughts on that as pretty serious gamers, and some of us here being pretty entrenched in sports. And this was handpicked by um, patron uh, uh, Larry Real OG, and the, sorry, the Real OG Larry. I knew that didn't sound right. I like the flow of that though. The Real OG Larry. Um, which is fast becoming a, 
uh, incredible support of uh, bars and a friend. So, but as we do now, I would like Professor Layton. That's why we call him the Professor. He's going to introduce the topic of the show this week. Uh, take it away, sir. Okay. So, <clears throat> competition is one of the driving forces in all animals and plants, including humans. Animals and plants will compete for a variety of reasons. Control of a territory to raise their families, control of a food source, control of a water source, and even the possibility of immediate access to sunlight. Fighting for survival is a common and real danger, being a part of all of our existence, with most humans having access to all of the aforementioned necessities we look to other ways to compete for both entertainment and honing our crafts. One such way we do this is by playing sports. Basketball, American football, soccer, or as the rest of the world properly calls it, football. Hockey, tennis, golf, rugby, volleyball, and so on. There are a plethora of sports that we can play to compete with each other. However, at some point, we must accept our shortcomings. Maybe we aren't talented enough or physically gifted to play these sports at a high level. Maybe our bodies are worn down from playing said sports or from our jobs, perhaps even not taking care of our bodies. So, how can we compete when our bodies won't let us? Well, that's why there are sports video games. Love them or hate them, they are a driving source of revenue for companies and they are loved by people all over the world. They can be silly and lighthearted, like backyard baseball, or they can be serious and involved, like football manager. No matter what the interest is in a sport, there is a game out there for you to play. Unless you're into curling, which, I'm sorry to say, there isn't a game for that yet. But I digress. Hey, you can brush your teeth. <laughs> sure. A, Just imagine really hard. There's no curling in the that's Sonic true. and uh, Mario Olympic Games? That's too bad. That's too bad. But sports games have been created since the first gaming machine. They have evolved over time to become more comprehensive and complex, offering players an integrative experience, giving them the closest feeling to what it really feels like to be out there competing at the highest level. Prompted by our VIP patron, Larry, we asked ourselves, is sports video games are interesting and engaging? Are they a fun experience, or have they always been a boring, subpar, soulless version of the real sport? So, that's a question we ask ourselves this week. Yeah, and that, so thank you for that intro, Shay, and it is interesting because... I feel like sports games have sort of digressed now to basically FIFA and, uh, as the world calls football, and uh, Madden, really. And, and there are the NBA games that are mildly popular as well, the 2K games. But that's pretty much it. You know what I mean? Like, esports are huge now, obviously. But um, it's changed a lot. When we were growing up, I was kind of joking with Josh at the beginning, you know, there were so many great games like Tecmo Bowl, and I think most of us remember like NBA Jam and stuff like that when we were younger and NFL blitz and stuff, but yeah, it's really, uh, kind of trickled down quite a bit. Um, 
and there's a couple theories for it. But the first thing I want to do to kind of get the ball rolling, get you guys comfortable, is kind of just talk about some of your favorite uh, sports games. I know, Josh, you already kind of alluded to um, those uh, N64 basketball games. Um, so we can come back around if you think of another one that inspires you. Uh, one I was going to throw out there that I feel like is very underrated um, is Hot Shots Golf. I know some people out there might be laughing, mm. like, Hot Shots Golf. No, I'm dead serious. Like, as someone who follows golf somewhat closely, I don't really watch it regularly because it's, I mean, come on, I have things to do. Um, but I, I love playing golf whenever I can occasionally. And those games are so fun because they're timing-based. It's like a, a very si simple sort of timing system, boom, 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 which rewards you for accuracy. And then it has all the tactical stuff that's involved in golf. But, like, the look of the game, it's very bright, colorful, and friendly. It just has a really good feel to it. And, like, even people I know that aren't really into golfing or, or uh, sports games, like, I got Fish really into Hot Shots Golf. We had some amazing um, matches. Fish was actually pr pretty damn good at that game. See, I'm being nice to you, Fish. You were pretty good at Hot Shots Golf. See that? Oh, thank you. Mm. Yeah, I was good, actually. I forgot about that game, too. I know. But it's weird. It came out, like, two years ago with their... Was it Hot Shots 3 or something, or 4? Uh, yeah, they just came out with... Um, well, Hot Shots World Tour was a big one. And they just came out with Hot Shots Golf on the PS4. And that... Yeah. Yeah, and it was called Everybody's Golf. So they basically just... Everybody's yeah, Golf, they yeah. They just basically rebranded it. And, and released it, right. um, which will, but, but yeah, like it's maybe my wife, my wife hates, doesn't play half the shit. She started playing hot shots with me and she fucking loved it. Um, when she got the concept down because some of it's, you know, the, I always thought golf was an incredibly difficult sport in real life because I, mean, I think it's actually the most difficult sport in the world because you're by yourself and you have to go against the terrain. Like you have to like if it's muddy or wet or rainy or the wind is going crazy or hell, if even if your ball hits a bump on the turf from the guy who put it before you, you're hitting a tiny little ball, you know, 500 feet across the fucking landscape to get into a tiny ass little hole. And they're doing it in like 30 something, you know, uh, strokes. It's insane to me, um, even though you wouldn't necessarily think as golfers being very fit. I just think that's just such an insanely random and frustrating game. That's why I think it's difficult as opposed to like pure athletic difficulty um but those games are amazing and if you've never played them you should definitely try it so hot shots golf is the one that has a special place in my heart fish that was my transition for you because you also played a lot of hot shots golf with me was there any mm -hmm. if you want to comment on that or was there any other games that when you're thinking about this topic that kind of floated into your your consciousness uh nba 2k actually um i know those series have been pretty much the same throughout it's uh long-standing um i guess it's almost 20 years now since we've had nba 2k at this point but um when i first got into it, it was like nba 2007 was and, that the apartment um, days when we lived together yeah mm. yeah it was the first time i played a uh I, I guess that modern style of a uh nba game and um i enjoyed it like actually i think we not sure if we rented it or if we were just playing the demo, but the demo I know had like the San Antonio Spurs and the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, so, which were like the previous year's uh, champions, and you got to play as them. And um, no, it, it was it was pretty fun just playing that game, um, and it actually got me into uh, the NBA. Uh, surprisingly, like I started just 
following the players, knowing a few names, and then eventually, like, I moved on to different teams, and then eventually, like, I found a team that I actually enjoyed watching, which was, like, the Phoenix Suns back then, and seeing them go, uh, just following, following them as they go through, you know, their season and uh, go to the playoffs and everything, but playing that game was actually fun as a gamer like i thought i would never get into a sports game because sports games just don't really you know do anything for me like even like playing like nfl blitz like a lot of people swear by that game being like a fun-ass football game um i couldn't get into it for some reason you know i, I would play it at the arcade i played on the n64 and everything but um, for some reason i just couldn't get into that even though i had a uh, kind of an affinity for uh, watching football back then. What what was it about the NBA but, games that 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 clicked with you? And your gaming um, style, I guess, to speak. Uh, well, there there is like like Josh uh, mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. Like, there's your shot percentage, and like that's literally something a stat that p- people follow in the real NBA is, and it it just seems like all that stuff just translates to the game perfectly to where like oh this this player makes you know 80 percent of their threes that they try and take and they plug that in and they're able to actually express that through a game to where 80 percent of your shots are going to be a, a you'll, you'll be able to sink that shot so knowing the strengths of each player as you're yeah. playing like there's you you get the kind of like the strategy going and you feel like you're playing to these players' strengths, essentially, and it feels fucking good to actually do that type of stuff in a sports game where you can actually control this player, and if you know about the team and you know about that player's strengths, you can actually play him like he plays in real life, and it translates so well into a video game that, you know, it, it, it's, 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 it's essentially, you know, doing that simulation where it just feels good as a gamer yeah. um granted though it gets kind of repetitive yeah yeah, yeah that's good and, and to josh's point earlier um the one interesting thing that they've done now josh is, is that it's they're big about using the joysticks to simulate the release of the ball which is interesting so when you pull the joystick back when you release it you're supposed to release it to the timing of the player releasing it in an accurate way mm-hmm. to improve your accuracy, which is kind of, I don't know how long that's been going on. It seems relatively like a new nice feature, but it's cool because even if you're playing the statistics and you know this player is good from the left side of the court, 80% from three, right? You still have, mm-hmm. it's still encouraging you to hit the timing right. So there's there's more going on. And I think that's important because if you could just walk over there and shoot it and know it's 80%, there's that's not, you know, that's still half the, the fight. So, um, yeah. Those games are pretty cool in that way. What about you, Shay? Um, you know, in general, I never really got into the 2K games, the NBA 2K games. I thought, uh, the, the, to to honest, to be honest, they were a little too complex for me to want to get into them. Uh, not that they're necessarily overly complex. It just there's a little bit of a higher learning curve with trying to figure out all the button comp buttons what they do and all the combinations and stuff like that and i sound like an old ass person right now i i acknowledge that but um just everything you have to do in there to be able to control everything um it just it it doesn't appeal to me and it's not just the nba 2k games like fifa uh you know i also enjoy soccer a lot and it's kind of the same thing for me 
where you have to do all these things and you have to be like so precise and pinpoint with your accuracy um, and be able to remember all the controls and do them all. And for me, uh, the newer sports games just don't really appeal to me that much because they're so much more complex and involved. Like kind of like I said in the introduction, they just, they don't interest me um, to, to learn all that because for me, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do something sports related, I would rather spend my time and energy instead of learning how to play the game in a video game format. I would just rather go out and play it, um, and compete and have fun. I would rather spend my time practicing, you know, like actually practicing basketball or actually practicing soccer or playing a game, uh, like a real life game, rather than a video game in that regard. Now, that's not to say that sports games are bad. It just for me, it doesn't appeal to me as much. But what's interesting uh, about Fish's specific example is I know actually a lot of NBA players, or some of them, actually play NBA 2K. And the reason why they play NBA 2K is because they're trying out strategies. I know LeBron has come out and said in interviews that he actually plays the NBA 2K games because he can run specific plays and he can use the characters to figure out how to counteract those plays. So he's mm. actually used the game, uh, the video game, to benefit his real-life job, which is playing NBA, uh, playing in the NBA. That's uh, crazy. I didn't know that. To get back... Yeah. So, But to get back on topic here, um, I used to be really big into some of the older sports games. Like uh, I used to like NFL Blitz. Um, I'd play it with friends. I really got into NBA Jam. I think that was one of the big ones that I got into as a child. You know, I grew up idolizing Michael Jordan. And NBA Jam Tournament Edition had come out on Sega Genesis. My dad bought it, and him and I would play it all the time. And we'd have a lot of fun with it. And I would play, like, a lot of those older players. Usually I'd play the Bulls because it'd be Scottie Pippen and um, I think it's Billy Armstrong was his name um you'd have him you'd have some other players uh, as well and it was it was a really fun game you know just playing as you know like playing against the other teams like the Seattle Supersonics with uh um Gary Payton and Sean Kemp or you were playing against uh you know the old Spurs with like David Robinson and like uh some of those other old player older players um you know, you play you play against those older teams, and that was a lot of fun for me. And it was just, it wasn't too complex of a game, and it was just absurd enough to keep my attention. You know, like all the razzle-dazzle dunks, and he's on fire! Like all that shit mm-hmm. just really appealed to me as a kid. And uh, yeah, I had fun with it, that game a ton. And I wish they would bring that game back. I know they brought that one back in, I think it was 2011 if I'm remembering correctly, the year. Hmm. But I wish they would bring NBA Jam back. I think that it would be awesome to pair with the actual NBA. You know, they could do a lot of cross-promotion in that. Yeah. I have no idea. I'd assume that that's just getting... That license is probably ridiculously expensive at this point. Because it seems like it's... Yeah. Like, it seems like there was a lot more experimentation. Like, a lot more... Just like just more variety as far as different developers actually making NBA games back then. Um, yeah, for sure. 
I mean, think about NBA Street, which was another mm-hmm. phenomenal game. And the first NBA Street was so good. And um, I remember just dumping hours into that fucking game. I loved it so much. Yeah, it was well, really, really. I, I, you know, I feel like one of those old fogies, but I feel like sports games were just a lot more like they had a lot more ab- ability to be creative and kind of make these new inspired get like these new inspired ideas based off of you know the the players and the game that we all knew and love you know you look at nfl blitz which was like an absurd version of the nfl and you look at nba street and nba jam which were like absurd versions of the nba i mm-hmm. wish that companies would take more risks like that nowadays yeah i don't um, know like i'm i'm curious why they don't i don't know if it is just a licensing thing like if just the nba is asking for way more money or something mm. um but like yeah cuz it's like yeah, i'm not sure it doesn't it seems like there are always sports games, but it's basically just the EA sports yeah. games at this point. As far as actual licensed stuff, like there, there's still other sports games out there, but not anything really competing with the NBA and the NFL games. Um, right. I I yeah, remember I how I was it's pretty like frustrated kinda... back in. There was this game that we had from our playing that we kind of enjoyed. It was one of the early 2K football games, and then uh, mm-hmm. they lost the ability to even make the games anymore because EA bought the license, the complete monopoly of the license. And the NFL were like, well, fuck. They, mm. they, they literally came out and were like, they couldn't even make the games anymore. Um, and it was just funny because it's, I think... Yeah, EA has sort of monopolized that whole thing, and then people now people just they don't they just refer to it as Madden, like oh, when's Madden coming out this year? Madden or or whatever NBA Two K. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's, <sighs> and that's that's difficult. And part of the frustrated frustration of current sports games, and obviously this is uh, that this was such a controversial thing last year, is how much microtransactions are in a sports game. It's it's pretty annoying because you got to go th- you got to surf through a ton of menus just to play a game, and when you come out of menus, they try and hit you with microtransactions. There's a there's separate menus to try and hit you with these microtransaction uh, purchases, and it's like fuck. I just want to play a game, you know. Don't you know like don't hit me with all these commercials. This is what I play video games for. I come to avoid commercials. I don't need more in my video games, you know. Well and. and- I was just going to say the the last uh, there was an NBA Jam on Fire edition. I was reading an IGN review here. It got like a nine out of ten, which is pretty good. Back in twenty eleven, um, I thought there was one more recent than that, but that that's one that I'm mm. no that's no it? okay. That was the most recent. Um, yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, that was the most recent. I think the struggle there for a lot of gamers is probably like I enjoy both formats. I I'm like fish. I prefer the more statistical driven ones because there's a little more of a learning curve, but. You know, the cool thing is, like, if, if Fisher lives in another state and we want to play a game, you know, I don't really have the means to play him in a real basketball game. Uh, also, I'm out of shape and disgusting. Yeah. So uh, it's <laughs> it's more... It, I like the the RPG sort of strategy aspects of it, but I also like the arcade ones are, are fun in their own way, too. But I think the issue they run into is that in those games at the time were pretty much the cutting edge. It didn't turn into a statistical thing for a while, and that was that was what you had. But once it evolved, I think it's just harder for people to go, like, people who take their sports games more seriously now, I think it's harder for them to go back because they'd play that and they'd be like, this is just so basic. It's just yeah. so basic. Um, 
And, and I think that's probably why it's tougher, because I know that NBA Jam game, from what I was reading uh, and listening to on some of the podcasts I do, it didn't really like the world on fire, but, I, but it was still really great. And I think that's just because it feels like such a blast from the past and sports, game has, sports games have evolved so much. So if you're really into like all the stats and, you know, like, like uh, Shay was saying with LeBron and a lot of players come out and joke about their like mad rankings. They're like, they got me ranked with a 97 speed or I'm a 99. You know, they come out and they joke about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, the funniest thing I ever heard, I heard this on the Dan Lebetard show. There's a guy that ha- he's his job. He has a shirt on. You see him at football games, and it says like Madden, uh, like a uh, score calculator or something. And he's just a, a guy who gets paid to observe people because he's going to be the guy who's um, changing those numbers <laughs> in the game. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Tom Brady is uh, doesn't. Ru- Wouldn't that be, <laughs> Wouldn't a great that be job? the best fucking Wouldn't that job? Be a great God. job? But- I don't know, like, you you know, every year when the NBA ratings release for the NBA 2K games, there are always players who get super fucking salty and pissed off. Like, reading it, I, I constantly, I'm always in the NBA reddits uh, every week, uh, reading reading about, like, what's happening or seeing highlights, because I can't catch all the games. So some, that's a really good way to kind of uh, get an aggregation of what's going on each week in, in the NBA yeah. world. And uh, every year when the NBA 2K ratings get released a few days before the game drops, there are some fucking salty NBA players. And I get it. I get it. Because, like, to compete at that high of a level, you have to have this supreme confidence in yourself. You really do. To compete at that high of a level. And especially if you are, you know, being touted as, you know, one of the top 30 best players in the league. You, you get you get a little bit of an ego, and I totally get it. I totally get it. And then you see someone like, and I'm just gonna throw out names. This isn't this isn't a real situation, but like you get players like Joel Embiid or Russell Westbrook or uh, Damian Lillard who are a little bit more outspoken about their you know their feelings and thoughts about shit like that, or even Kevin Durant. And you know some of these younger players. They see their rating and they're like, 88? The fuck? You know, like, I'm a 92 easily, if not higher. And that that gives them a chip on their shoulder. It's kind of interesting because they get this lower score and they're like, well, I guess I got to boost that rating in NBA 2K. So they come out, they're playing for their contract, they're playing for, like, their legacy in a video game, shit like that. And, uh, it's yeah, it's really interesting. I, I don't, I think that job would be super awesome, but the amount of salt you definitely would get from some of the players would oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely you'd get like a, you'd open your door one day and there'd be a package in there and there'd just be some fucking heinous shit. Like de- like you get shipped a box of dead squirrels or something like that from a player. Cause they're just so salty <laughs> shit like that. You know, I don't know. I don't well, know. But um, <laughs> the funny thing is when I think yeah. I'll try and take this like big picture, because I think it's interesting, um, <laughs> what is when you think about, I think one of the and I feel strongly about this in my heart that the one of the biggest issues, because there there are their diehards, right? Like there's people that I deliver to at my job uh, every day. And when I go to deliver um, their food, like I see them playing the same sports games every single time. Like if the people that are hardcore within there. Like, it's sort of like the Smash Brothers people I was joking about with Josh. Like, I, I read, like, a forum today. It was just 100 people bitching about the fact that Ganon has a sword now. Like, you can't make everyone happy. And 
you know, as they adjust these things over time, no matter what it is, right? But I believe in my heart that the biggest problem is the lack of competition, right? So, and I mean that literally in the space of developers, because there is a monopoly on these games. And if you look at other genres, the reason God of War gets pushed to be better or um, something like Red Dead or all these other games, they're there's other games in the genre that are pushing the boundaries, right? Yeah. If there's nobody pushing the boundaries of the sports genre, then you don't have competition and competition is healthy. That's what, that's what helps business. Yeah. Right. Right. You, you have a good point yeah. because well, that, like, I mean, even, Oh, go ahead, Josh. Well, go even ahead. still in sports games, you look at stuff like racing games, like that is completely split out into racing Sims, cart mm-hmm. racers, like there's there's a wide you know driving sims not even mm-hmm. racing games like the whole space has just opened up because there's not really like a single license that everyone cares about like yeah there's a NASCAR license or a Formula 1 license you can get but it's not like this monolith that you have to engage with in the same way um like the fringe sports can have more fun absolutely. with it yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you look you look at, you know, 20 years ago and there was actual competition with competition games. Uh you look at something like skateboarding games. You had Tony Hawk for the longest time and then all of a sudden skate came out. And then those two were competing or you look at um some some of the older franchises uh you know there's cool borders and oh fuck, there's another there's another snowboarding series. I can't remember. But like you had uh, all Sean these White different kinds. Oh yeah, yeah some, some yeah, like a yeah. bunch of different little. Yeah, you had a bunch of little, and and, mm-hmm. and the interesting thing about that time period is there are all these different types of uh, sports games. You know, you had Sled Storm. Do you yeah. guys remember Sled Storm? That game was fucking awesome, <laughs> and that disappeared. Um, you had something um the series called One Extreme, Two Extreme, and Three Extreme, mm. where you played four different types of extreme sports which was mountain biking skateboarding uh cycle what Uh, mountain yeah you played all these games and it was like a race i remember remember playing those (laughs) those yeah those games are fucking awesome you had games like um jet moto you had uh you had all these different kinds of sports games (laughs) yes i'm at no imaginary Um, sports yeah definitely not imaginary sports motherfucker but (laughs) We had all these different kinds of sports games, and we had all this competition within those sports games that were vying for your attention. And it was such an interesting landscape because I could pop in, and this is real. This is like, this is my childhood right now. I could pop into Extreme, and I would spend a few hours playing that. And then, you know, I'd be like, all right, I'm bored of this. And then I'd pop in Jet Moto for an hour. I'd wave play race? that and I'd be like, all Remember right, I'm bored of that. Yeah. Wave race. Yeah, there you go. There's another one. And yeah. I'd get bored of that either. and then I'd go on a... Ugh, Josh, fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's 100% uh, realistic. Not. Um, <laughs> you... And then Still my the next best thing would be like... Out of the whole group. Yeah, maybe. I would <laughs> pop out. I'd pop in Final Fantasy VII, go into the gold saucer, and I'd do the <laughs> snowboarding shit for a little uh, while. Yeah. You know, like... That was an interesting thing, and it was interesting that sports games back then were so influential that they threw some type of sports into almost any game during the 90s, if you think about it. Final Fantasy VII had the snowboarding and the 
motorcycle racing b- combat battle bit. Uh, Crash Bandicoot had um, in Crash Bandicoot Warped ended up introducing like this jet skiing levels. Like there, were, those mm-hmm. are just two examples. Obviously, yeah, that's true. But yeah. sports were so much more influential um, as a trend in gaming during that era, and not saying it isn't as influential now. I still think it is. Uh, but I mean, you look at something like the first dead space where you had zero gravity ball. I mean, those, like those sports elements have still existed throughout the different, uh, generations of gaming. It just, it's not as prevalent. And he hasn't even dropped the blitz ball reference yet. So (laughs) I haven't even dropped the blitz ball reference. I've talked about it so much that I figured that I would avoid that. I mean, there, there are still interesting concepts. Like, take a look at Pyre that released two years ago. That mm-hmm. was such an interesting take on sports gaming. And unfortunately, like, it got a lot of credit, as it should have. I just think it didn't become as mainstream as it should have. And I wish that we lived in a landscape where a lot of these sports games could still exist and thrive. Yeah. I think part of that, too, part of that issue there... Uh, exists within what the what the viewership is at. You know, I think during the '90s, skateboarding and uh, BMX was much more prevalent. Yeah, to try and make those Tony games Hawk popular again are more yeah. of a cult kind of following. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, uh, jet, jet skiing or snowmobiling, while those are fun things to do, that's appealing to a small crowd nowadays yeah you know like yeah. that's like if you want to if you want to appeal to people in jet skiing you're obviously going to do it in places where <laughs> there are rich people that you know actually go jet skiing uh if you want to appeal to people who snowmobile you're obviously going to do it in the pacific northwest that kind of thing but i it's it's a shame that like we don't exist in the generation anymore of games that could do take all or the companies that could take all these risks with sports games anymore unfortunately because yeah i think that was such an interesting era uh where you could play all these different kinds of that, sports that games. ps1 like, era that you're talking about was like the golden era of just uh-huh. 64 to everything i remember one time i opened yeah. up at egm and they had like it was like the game of the month was like this beatles racing game like beatles like the car and it was like I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was just in, like, there was so much. Yeah. yeah. There was so much, but it was all at least of a solid quality. And I think the things that, that it makes. Yeah. Well, I don't think it all was at least of a solid quality. And part of me wonders if that's why the licenses have gotten so much more restrictive. Like, they, they don't want anyone harming their brand, which I think is, I guess, a valid concern. But, I mean, not. Well. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess kind of the extreme opposite is like the whole. Um, the Warhammer license. They give that thing oh, away yeah, for peanuts. Yeah, yeah. It's just oversaturated. Um, yeah. Yeah. And there are, because anyone can make a Warhammer game, there are some great ones out there, but there's also a lot of crap. Yeah. That's true. Um, that's true. Yeah. And I can, I, can, I can sympathize with what you're saying, Josh. I mean, if I'm to look at it with an objective eye, you know, some of those sports games weren't great. Like, Too Extreme, I fucking love that game as a kid. Objectively, it's not a great game. It's a fun game. It's not a great game. Yeah, I think uh, object- I don't remember which one it was. I think it was too extreme. That was all right. 
but like yeah. I remember playing that one and thinking it was good and then picking up one of the others and it was just so bad I I cried. <laughs> just yeah. You know. uh, yeah. Well and you know what's funny? This <laughs> right? is a tangent I'm gonna have to go into. I just realized how much extreme sports have dropped off the map in the world. Like I grew up when people actually know who people like Tony Hawk were and like the X games were a huge thing. Like now I don't even mm-hmm. remember the last time I saw a kid skateboarding or heard about a famous skateboarder. It's just I feel like that's become so niche. You know Right. Mean? Yeah. Right. I think I think a big part of that is kind of like the ability to just see anyone do anything on the internet. I think that's yeah. part of it. You know, I don't think that's a big part of it, but I think that's part of it because our attention spans are so low. We saw, see some like a, a viral video on social media of some guy doing some sweet ass skateboarding tricks. And we're like, Oh, that's cool. And then yeah, we move on yeah. with our lives because then there's more information readily available. And I think it's less inspirational. Uh, and I think that's part of, what leads some of these games not being made and the trends changing so drastically is, you know, they're, I think a big part of, you know, like some of those extreme sports, why they were so popular during that time is because of kind of like the lack of connectivity and the lack of ability to do literally anything you want. You know, we grew up, Morgan, you and I grew up in Great Falls. And I remember, like, I got, I got into, uh, mountain biking when I was at a young age and I loved it. And I was um, heavily influenced by my father who loved mountain biking. And then, you know, I had some friends who were getting into skateboarding um, around the time of middle school. And in Great Falls, you didn't really have much to do as a child. Uh, you could go to things like Galaxy Games, which was pretty fun, but, you know, it was like, it was like a rare event that your, your family takes you to an arcade to play. Um, other than that, you didn't really have like much to do as a child. So you had to fill your time with interesting things and skateboarding was one of those. And that was one of those extreme sports. Nowadays, I can just hop on to literally my, my, if I'm a teenager, I hop on my smartphone, hop onto my video game console and I'm, I'm sucked in for the rest of the time. But I think that's just kind of speaks to kind of the era of where we came from, where uh you had less available to you as a you know a teenager there's less to distract you from being inspired by something like a sport or even an extreme yeah. sport and i think that's why i think that's part of what shapes the the landscape of sports gaming today unfortunately yeah, yeah, and i th- uh, I th- and i think there's two elements to what you're saying yeah. there Shay, too that are interesting because if you think about it when i when we were younger i can tell you this you there was like literally a channel that only played Braves baseball. It was like Turner or whatever. And like everyone in my basic cable, uh, at least in my area, was always watching that. Or, um, you know, before you could stream games wherever, it was like appointment television to watch the NBA or the NFL. And then, so those things meant more to people. And now it's siphoned down. If you look at the big three sports games, it's FIFA, Madden, and NBA. And those are the biggest, I would say, objectively, the, the biggest three sports that I see generally in the world because everything else has been siphoned out. And and then there's a monopoly in those areas too. And I think the biggest thing for me, because people go, okay, well, you love sports, Morgan. Why don't you get excited? You, and you have a video game podcast. Why don't you get excited to play sports games? Uh, and other than the fact that not all my friends like my same sport, unfortunately, which I love, the biggest reason is a sports game hasn't impressed me in maybe my whole, like, since I was a kid. Like, sports, when is the last time that you played a sports game and your jaw dropped because you were like, oh my God. This looks incredible. Like, they have one job. 
They're making a football game. That's all they have to do. There's all these like super incredible, and I know they cycle them out once a year when we get into that, but like there's all these incredible technical achievements out there, and all they have to do is just create football players in a football field in a stadium and menus. It should look fucking incredible. It should like it should make my eyes melt because that's all they have to do. And I I can't remember the last time that I felt like a sports game was a technical achievement. And when I'm playing these games, when I do try them, I'm just like, this is like, what the hell? Like, this is fine. It looks okay, you know? Uh, Well, I think the issue is because they are doing so much simulation. Like, console CPUs have basically, you know, no horsepower. Like, they put decent GPUs in those machines, but there's not a lot of CPU power going on there. Um, and so if they're trying to make it more of a simulation game, it can just get bogged down fast. Um, especially even though, like you're saying, oh, they're just doing a stadium. How are they going to make a crowd of 10,000 people, 20,000 people not look like cardboard cutouts with three frames? Um, well, it would just take time. I mean, and I think that's the problem is... Well, it's no, it, it takes processing power that's not there, or like, or some, like, they'd have to really, really come at it in a strange way for the machines to even run it, is kind of the issue. Um, just because <sighs> humans are really good at telling when a human looks weird. And so, even if it's just like a little person in the crowd in the background, you you notice right away when that sort of thing is yeah. off. So, well, but even the like the crowds, I guess yeah. you could we could discuss it back and forth. But even like there's little things like the players will like catch a ball or run into each other in a way that looks un- un- unnatural, and I'm just like, you know, I. At the end of the day, though, at the end of the day, you know these games aren't going to be a vo- be voted in for any like major no, awards. Never. Like they're not ma- they're not making th- these games for like to win. <laughs> What what is it? Uh, is it not a? It's not a BAFTA. A BAFTA, it, yeah, is BAFTA, a BAFTA. Is I don't know. Board, yeah. I don't. It's a big BAFTA. One. Yeah, like they're not going for the like. That's not their. That's not their goal. So why would they put all this time and extra resource, um, yeah. and all this money into you know making a crowd look so lifelike? Like that's not why. When I boot up a sports game, I'm not going to be like, oh my god, you can see that guy in row seven, seat twenty nine. Mm-hmm. He's drinking a beer, and I can see the liquid pouring down his throat. It's like, that would be cool in theory. But yeah. A, like Josh said, the processing power is not there. So B, <laughs> why am I going to invest all that time yeah. and energy into doing that? Well, because it's yeah. the same thing yeah. every time. And I feel like with little incremental changes, and if you don't, then that's like what Fish was saying earlier. It's like, it's fun, and then you're like, well, it'll be the same thing next year and the year after that. And it's like... And yeah. for some I people, I that's like that's their that's their gaming style. That's their gaming yeah. style for some people, you know, and that's okay. Like some people, they can play the same thing over and over again and be okay with it. Like honestly, if like I'm being objective, you look at something like World of Warcraft. Like those players played that same game for 14 years. Yes, they had all this DLC that really changed the landscape and really made it feel different and new, and they were constantly evolving. But at the end of the day. It was still the same basic formula, uh, and it's the same thing with Pokemon, and it's the same thing with other like other franchises. It's the same basic thing, and it's just really what it comes down to: what the interests are. 
And, like, I feel like for a lot of people who are playing sports games, that's the one video game they play a year. That's it. And if they're they're going to play the one game a year, you know, it doesn't really matter that they make this really dynamic change every year. It it can look a little bit better. It can have the updated roster, so on and so forth. And it still comes across as a cohesive package for them because that's the one game they play a year. Well, but that's kind of answering our question in some way. If they if because it's kind of stagnant uh, as far as like the genres are concerned, and that's what our uh, in the question that he phrased to us, which I'll pull up right now, so we can get some comments from our Instagram community. Um, the actual question that was posed to us by the real OG Larry was sorry, I was scrolling through the comments here. Question of the week: What's up with sports games? Do sports games suck? When did they start sucking? Have they always sucked? What are you talking about? Sports games are awesome. Um, and, and I think that's part of the stagnation, right? I'm just telling you that objectively, as someone who cares a lot about video games and plays a lot of them, and someone who loves sports, when I boot up Madden, which I booted up recently, nothing about it impresses me. And I think that's too bad because then I'm immediately turned off. And that's just my personal perspective. I'm not. Yes, a lot of people play them. There's a lot of people that enjoy them. They have, like Shay was saying, that the return of fans. I'm just saying, for me, that's the thing that immediately turns me off. Um, it's because I'm like, look, you're the only person making a fucking football game. Put some artistic fucking magic in this thing, goddammit. You know what I mean? Make it count. It's just. <laughs> Anyways, that's just uh. my personal opinion. It upsets me. Um. Anyways, you guys want to read some? Let's read some uh, comments we can respond to every Thursday on the at Swordchomp Instagram page. We will post a topic or a question for our listeners to sound off on, and sometimes it's the topic of the week, which in this case was our Patreon topic. So uh, let's have fun with it. Um, Hakuna Matata said, "I rarely play sports games. I used to play Madden and Tony Hawk all the time back in the early 2000s, but not anymore. They all suck." Although he didn't elaborate on why they suck. Uh, but apparently they now suck. So, <laughs> um. that's I. I don't I don't want to call out our fan there. But I I think that's one of my least favorite criticisms of anything ever is just saying something sucks, like not providing any context for it. And that's fine. It's an Instagram comment. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know get too hyphy about it or anything like that. But. Well, and that's that's our good friend yeah. Ryan, VIP patron, uh, probably being playful yeah, as well. I, but I love Ryan, I love Ryan. Um, yeah. Ryan, yeah. we want to know, I don't why know. It sucks. I mean, I kind of I know, agree know Ryan. I know Ryan's smart to enough to have put it succinctly. That comment sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we just lost our patron. I'm just no, kidding. no, um, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> we love you. No, I had to had to find a way to turn that around. And anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was clever. No. Here's the here's the thing. I know Ryan is intelligent enough um, as a person, you know, because I'm friends with him outside of our podcast to know that he he has more intelligent thoughts regarding that. He probably was just like, eh, they suck, whatever, you know. Uh, so it's, so, uh, it's so I mean, it's not it's not a huge deal. I just I I I don't as a general whole. <laughs> I hate that comment. Hey, it's okay. We can mm-hmm. love you and still say your comment sucks. I didn't say that. They did. Ryan, you still love me. You still love me and fish. Fish like no. no, I mean, the comment sucks. <laughs> Ryan, your comment fucking sucks. The game's also kind of sucks. Next time, tell me why it sucks. I want to know. Um. <laughs> you know what, Josh? I think your opinion about sucking sucks. There's a lot of sucking mm. on here. 
to be Fish, honest you with suck. You. Where are you? I think you're a, I think you're a cucking sucking cuck. Hmm. There's Whoa. Fish. He's back. Which is strange. That sounds like you're way more involved than most cucks if that's the case. Whoa! <laughs> well, if a cuck does suck. This took a dark twist. Uh, thank you, Ryan. And also, thank you for being a VIP patron. Uh, freaking, freaking Tony uh, Jay said, I play FIFA <laughs> I play FIFA daily. Uh, EA sucks. Oh, here we go again. And try their hardest to ruin. But I finally gave up with the online play. Um, can't, can't comment too much on FIFA. So I'm sorry about that. Um, <laughs> Josh said something funny that I can't repeat. Um... <laughs> But the, the FIFA games seem like they stuck as well. Um, okay, here we go. Red, 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 blue, blur. Sixteen ninety three said, "I got to say, I played twenty hot games back when they were good. FIFA, I only play the World Cup games. Uh, my younger brother always buys FIFA since I could remember, literally since the PS two, and it's been the same thing. Like no innovation from EA, but they do have some bomb soundtracks from FIFA twelve and on. It's been fire. Still sports games." are meh, not a fan. I think that's the biggest thing for a lot of us, is there's so many interesting games pulling us left and right in this industry that it's hard for me to go, mm. well, I have a couple hours a day to spend playing a video game, let me play this mediocre, same old, same sports game. You know what I mean? Like, how is that going to compete in my personal thing? Yeah. Well, that and... The mediocre is hard to even judge at this point, because we have been seeing these games so much. Kind of like you're saying, since... Since gaming is kind of our thing, like, what's what's the draw year yeah. after year? Like, there's so much other stuff. Like, I don't get around to playing half the games I want to in a given year. I just don't have time for it. Um, you know, we have, so, a, we have a simple solution yeah. here. Um, I think that we've just discovered on the podcast. I think we need to hire a fifth guy, and he's just the sports guy. Like, hmm. any new sports game that comes out, he just comes in. Um, he's like a part-time guy. He just comes in, and he talks sports with us. And us and the fans, and he tries to sell us on it. Sorry, fifth guy. We can't do that. <laughs> Not enough money to go around. Already yeah, Morgan's too stingy. Four ways. He has to buy his basketball <laughs> ass plugs. Uh, well, okay. Um... <laughs> Uh, Josh just looks confused with that. Um, I only... No, I was just thinking about the whole Air Jordan butt oh, plug. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> it's, it's a picture of Michael Jordan dunking <laughs> and the ball goes in the ass. I only use uh, sports theme... <laughs> I only use sports theme sex toys. Um, luckily, golf balls aren't... I can just use them. Oh, I wonder there. what that hockey stick does. <laughs> Yeah. Is that a penis stint? Great too. Um, Dazbell Cop says they're uh, okay for playing with friends, but get boring quickly when you play them solo. Now, that I agree with because I've had friends that will come into town and they'll play, and you have that intense competition, and it's fun in short bursts. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the one time I was really into uh, Madden, I actually went out that year, or I'm in the NFL when I started to get back into it, and I bought Madden, played it for like a day, and was like, that was kind of fun. Fuck, I wasted $60 because it was like... You know what I mean? It was like instant buyer's remorse. Um, it's like, that's like a rental. Like back in the day when we could rent games, like that yeah. was that was awesome. Like to rent a sports game for a week, get it out of your system, get that icky it, out yeah. of your system. You, you, it's and like then a purge. Just return it. Even when I play the game, yeah, I feel like, sick. I'm like, what's wrong yeah. with me? What am I doing? 
Yeah, it's like it's like one of those ones you draw the curtains closed, you lock your door, you turn your phone, like the mobile data off, you turn your Wi-Fi off, and you make uh-huh. sure nothing in the house is recording, and you just sit yeah. down. Unplug and anything it. that has a camera yeah. on it, just yeah. in case. Right, right. And you, you tell your significant other, please don't bother me for the next three hours. You don't tell her why or tell mm-hmm. him why, and then you go in and you just play this sports game, and you're like, yeah, I'm just getting this out. I'm just... I'm purging the poison, just just drawing it out of my body, and you you play it for a week, and then you return it, and you're like, okay, I can be a functioning member of society again. Mm. Yeah, I was, I was. Never mind. No, let's. No. I was gonna say it was like every time Fish tries to send me this on a gangbang or something to watch, I'm like, oh, gross. I, let me just get it out of my system. Oh, let's. Jesus. You know, Morgan, you make that joke, but I'm pretty sure it's the other way around. Don't ruin the joke, Shay. Don't ruin the joke. Our WhatsApp history begs to differ with your story. Eh, I'm not a big game. Not a big game, Mm. game guy. It's too much like sensory overload. Um, let's see. Ralph is uh, it reminds me of a story I'll tell you off the podcast. It's not appropriate. Ralph is fat. Um, if if you count WWE games as sports games, they were far in the PS2 era. SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain, is totally a sports game until they were published by 2K and they went and they were uh, surprisingly awesome. Then it just went downhill to full simulation. Forgetting what wrestling games should be about fun. Now I remember the the peak wrestling games that I remember were the 64 games that everyone loves because they were so simplified. Mm-hmm. And less simulation-y. But, I mean, there's a lot of people's house that I would go over to, and they would have, like, four players plugged in their 64, and they would be playing, like, uh, fuck, I wish I could remember the name of it, like, WCW, whatever it was, on the 64. And, um... Yeah. It was a thing, because it was a different time, too. I mean, wrestling is also not as big as it once was, but it still has its hardcore fans. But, like, this fan's saying, they preferred the simplicity and the fun, where it's more about feel and fun and less about simulation, which is what Shay was also saying earlier. He prefers um, yeah. feeling fun. Yeah. I think I think part of the popularity during those games too is like referring to I think the previous comment was was the music. I think that, you know, during that era there mm. it it was like a more rock centric kind of feel in video games, and I think, you know, that appeals to kind of all of us on here on the Chompcast, like our personal listening. Uh, choices really at the end of the day and so it would be awesome if you'd log into like a sports game and all of a sudden you hear like some metal some new metal or just some rock some punk something like that and that gets you hyped to play a game where it's kind of like you look at the popularity of music now and it's trended towards hip-hop being the you know the biggest genre or the most popular genre in the world and you look at country in the u.s which has become more popular than rock and so those are the kind of genres of music you hear on a sports game now. And, you know, I don't think that those particular genres appeal to us as much. And so I think that would even that would be a small part of um, why we don't enjoy video games as much. You know, like part part of the whole reason why you play a game is to get hyped up on music. Like, I, I'll never forget playing to- the first Tony Hawk and hearing the the little mm-hmm. drum fill at the beginning leading into Superman by Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh that song uh, fuck I love that song. I still I still listen to them nowadays and uh you know the music would really get you involved in a game and 
I think, you know, with the way music is trended, uh, that, you know, sports games have adapted to be the most popular. And for me, it doesn't appeal as much. And I think that could be a part of, like, it's such a small part, I know, in theory, but we really associate um, memories with sound so much. And so some sports games that I've played, I associate with the songs and the sound. And I think for me, that's part of the reason why they aren't as appealing nowadays as well. And I think that could be the same could be said for some other fans of both the chomp cast and in general of sports games. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's weird. Um, okay. Last couple comments here. Speaking of music, Shay, Reverend rock and roll says, I think there's only so much you can revise the formula and it all just becomes iteration on a better version. Uh, that being said, add me on PSN for NHL 17. <laughs> that's funny. Um, <laughs> wow, that's niche there. Hockey. Still hockey fans out there playing those hockey. I like hockey, but that's a niche. I'd say that's a niche gaming sports genre probably. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, I play Hot Shots Golf. So. Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. If they're going to be the same thing over and over, you have to find new ways to impress us. And, you know, maybe not make one every year. Just maybe do an update every year. Like, we're going to make a Madden this year. Then you can update it next year with the new rosters. It's the same game. And then the following year, they've had two years to make something more special. Or three years, whatever. You know, take a little fucking time. It's this shit thing out every year. And they, and this is how they say it. They go, well, we have to release a new Madden every year because of the rosters changing. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yes, there's new players and there's new rosters. Do you have to shit out an entirely new game for that? Well... It's interesting that you say that because sports games have become so much more adaptable now. That's one of the big interesting yeah. things is like an NBA game. If someone gets traded in the middle of the season, they'll add updates to make sure those players that who are traded are on the correct team and the game will be changed as a result. And mm-hmm. I don't understand why they don't just make like a game every two to three years and they just continue yeah, to do those kind of updates. DLC between. At, Right, and then, and then they can actually update the games so it doesn't feel so yeah. samey as you buy each new sixty dollars game. Exactly. Yeah. See, see, I, I would, even if it was like a sixty dollars DLC, in, like every year or something, so they're not losing money by the prospect. Being able to fix right. any yeah. issues with the game over a year and just, you know, having a couple years to work on any new tech they're doing. Like just keep updating something yeah. they're they're used to doing instead of just kind of I don't know like that sounds more interesting to me too like if they would just bucks, iterate on one for yeah, a while yeah yeah and then get us something really cool for the new update like okay it's been three four years it's time for the yes. new system exactly like, and then make major changes yeah. I I that sounds really cool to See, me we just figured it um, out and it's an it hour. sounds boom <laughs> well hmm. the. I mean, like, that's cool in theory. It's cool in theory, but you got to think about the fact that that's how these companies make money is selling a game every yeah. year. Well, it's guaranteed, like, mm-hmm. if I have a million, if I know there are a million dedicated fans to NBA 2K, if I sell it for $60, that's a $60 paycheck every yeah. year. And that's, like, that's why they're not pushing the boundaries on anything. It's because yeah. they well, know. That, <laughs> the, the whole conceit of our thing was a $60 DLC, like, there's no way that would fly. Well, maybe thirty dollars. Right, They too. tweak animations, maybe change rosters, maybe some different menus, maybe a different mm-hmm. mode. Like, 
and the thing is, you're, Shay's right to a degree. It's a business for these companies, and they don't care. That's why it won't ever change. It, it just won't. They don't fucking care, and they're making money. But, like, when I look at something like No Man's Sky, they just have announced their second massive update for free. Like, and they're a business. They still have to make money, but they know that the goodwill and the product is going to bring in revenue in other ways. Maybe new people trying the game, etc. So... They're, they don't. They would make money. The problem is that they don't care. They have no it's, competition. And I think those are like two totally different developers and directors that you're kind of comparing, yeah. though. And I don't think that's entirely fair. You know, you have Sean Murray. I don't know the guy personally, obviously, but you have a guy who whose dream it was to create the game he has created, and these updates that are happening are happening be- because a passion for his dream and what he's always wanted to make. So. It's coming out of a labor of love, you know, yes. and yes. I can completely understand that. Whereas you look at a sports game where you have these directors and you have these um, these uh, developers, you know, they're not necessarily developing these sports games out of love. They're doing it out of. But revenue. why? And they're why doing can't it a sports out game of... be a labor of love? Well, maybe it is. Maybe it is. But like, you also have to realize the re- that the revenue that comes with that, they're probably only afforded so many opportunities to kind of buck normal trends or break any new ground, so to speak. You know, they they know that this is a consistent source of revenue. They try any crazy shit and it flops. That looks bad on their consistent yeah. stream well, of money. At the end yeah, of the not day, just that, it would be cool like, in theory to see them like do something like we're talking about where they, you know, make a new game every two to three years. And, you know, they they do like a $60 DLC where, you know, they update the graphics a little bit, update characters a little bit. And it would be cool if they did something like, I don't know, throw a mini mode of NBA Street in there. That justifies the $60. They're throwing in a new mode or, you know, they for a DLC, they throw in like this year's edition of NBA Jam in there to, you know, like pair it up to give that DLC some more credence, you know, like it's not taking too much of a risk. It's taking a smaller risk. I think that would be cool if they did something like that, but you know, it's, it's a business. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's working for them. Like they're still making money. It's not like these things are just, you know, completely no, flopping no, or anything so like they're they're yeah. consistent money makers it's just that it seems like there's basically zero overlap between the gaming community and the sports gaming community and i kind of feel like there could be more and i mean maybe not maybe we're just being hopeful here of the good old days which were really just days when we'll play whatever which could be yeah. what it was like oh there's a sports game i'll try it and who knows? Yeah. I wonder like maybe I wonder honestly if you know they did do this kind of thing we're talking about where they made games every 2 to 3 years cuz I know we're probably we're far from being the first people to ever have this idea to be honest. I wonder, you know, because because of the fact that they make new sports games every year, the value of those games just plummets after the first month or two. You know, like after that mm-hmm. you're not making they, any they money do, back yeah. on those well, games. Sort of, granted, yeah. granted the 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 way the the way of selling those games back has pretty much it's almost dead at this point you know the the brick and mortar stores are almost completely gone so you're not going to make any money back on those but 
it'd be interesting if they do release these games every two to three years, would these games hold their value more over time? And as a result of that, would that be, would that make up for the revenue of instead of selling this game yeah. every year, yeah. if they can still retain value in that game? I don't know. And I'm sure there have been yeah. like market well, I mean, analysts that's... out there who have analyzed yeah. this and they've, they've figured out what is the best method to maximize their profits. But I just, I wonder, you know, from a, a money standpoint, if they, you know, do that every few years and it increase it holds the value of that game longer, would they still make enough money to kind of, you know, counteract not releasing it every year? Yeah. Cause I mean, theoretically, if they did have the same game for three years, they could stock it for three years instead yep. of stocking it yep. for six months. And it would be less confusing. And... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I have those itches every now and then to buy a sports game, and I go and I look for, and I usually try to look for the one that's like a year or two old if it's still somewhat current because it's like 20 bucks, 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to spend $60. You're fucking crazy. Yeah, but I mean, like, th- think about that. Like, you're saying, like, you can get the game for like five bucks at a mm-hmm. used place the next year. Imagine if. You know, you don't want to play something super out of date, so you still want to get the one that's, you know, at least in this expansion yes. cycle yes. Mm-hmm. or whatever. So you'd be going out and buying a new copy if you wanted to see what the new exactly. sports games are like. Yeah, I know. I agree with you guys. Yeah, and I that, think it's a, I think it, yeah. and I guess that's all I'm saying, Shays. I agree with you about it being a business. Um, sorry, there's someone shooting fireworks off outside of my house um, or getting gunned down in the street. One of the two. Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that is or banging it's a hammer i can't tell you got headphones on it sounds like yeah it's hard it's it is hard to tell but yeah that was... oh, i'm impressed though it was intense um obviously if someone, you want to someone able to gun to... someone down and and be be very calm about it that was just very even measure <laughs> boom <laughs> boom yeah it's like mathematical the downside like being the though we have it recorded <laughs> like... and there's no way he's going to get off as Calling they're, it a crime they're of just passion. Like they're humming it to us like whenever they hear that do, recording. Do, 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 yeah. Do, 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 <laughs> yeah. No. No. That was meditated. They have like a metronome, and they're just shooting to the metronome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but no. What I was going to say was, all I'm saying is, I agree with what you're saying in principle, Shay. I just feel like if other developers can do it, and you can say, oh well, one following his dream or not, they, you know. I just used No Man's Sky as an example because they have it charged. If you own the original game, you're never charged for any of the expansions. So how are they making money? You know what I mean? Because they believe in the process. And it simply comes down to caring more about the product you're creating. And all the, all the Madden or whatever sports games is they care enough to make the next one and then move on. It's There's no passion in that creation. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You're right. And I'm going to make... I'm going to make a comment that's going to kind of, it's going to be kind of, not hypocritical, it's going to be kind of contrarian to what I've pre- I've always previously said in terms of like microtransactions and whatnot. But I wish there was like even a small way, to be honest with you, uh, some really small way that we could like buy something in the game. Uh you know, to like give them some like a little bit additional funds because I feel, in a way, I almost feel bad playing this game. That you know, granted, you gave you gave it to me for free, Morgan. But hy- hypothetically, if I bought this game for like ten, twenty dollars, which is completely feasible, I could buy it that cheap. 
and there's so much content that comes with it. I almost feel bad. I almost feel like I'm robbing this company, and I feel like there should be some way to, you know, give them a little bit more money. But that's tangential. That's it's very tangential. I'll use it. If it makes you feel better. Right. I bought it like ten times. So uh, there we go. You get, you have enough goodwill with the hardcore yeah. fan base, then uh, you know you'll f- find a way to get that money Perfect. back. Last com- <laughs> Perfect. Uh, <laughs> last comment. This is a very passionate one. That's why I want to read it. Um, JJ King 700 said, I put like 500 hours a year into NHL only because I love hockey and it's fun, but I would never pay more than $20 for the game. That's, that's, look at how much time he puts into it versus how much money he or she's willing to spend. I don't know if it's a he or she from the comment. So, um, but the game sucks. It's only, um, blah, sorry, I read that wrong. <laughs> uh, but the game sucks. It's only good for just playing games. I normally just run through season mode over and over. I think the big thing is that sports games are more of a simula- simulation than an arcade now, which alienates the people who love the old style games, which we talked about. Um, used to be able to play any of them and not really need to know the rules. I th- and that's another good point. You can just pick it up and play. It's simple. I think most people now just end up getting tons of penalties or just turn them off in the end because it's too complicated. But the first thing he said, because we touched on a lot of that already, is he, this, he or she is a huge fan. He puts 500 hours or more a year into it, right? Uh, and yet they would never spend more than $20 on it because they understand the product they're getting. That's fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Just let that sink in. It's mm. it's better than you know fish who uh, will play a game for ten thousand hours and give them zero dollars. Although Apex fish, you're gonna be getting some money soon, right? I can feel it. Mm-hmm. You getting that battle pass? <laughs> I think I might. I might, I might Josh. It's right. night and night. After all your addiction, you can't even give me a hard yes. It's a it's a might. I mean, it's only ten bucks, so. I'm pretty, pretty sure. sure I'm Come on, it. can I get a commitment from you on the podcast for God's sakes? It, it might suck. <laughs> there might not be something great about the Battle Pass that yeah. uh, doesn't entice yeah, me. Yeah, no, so I think I, it's I'm worth just curious what they're going to add in. What's yeah. there? After first, all the fun yeah. you've had with the game, you're uncomfortable yeah. giving these developers ten dollars of your hard-earned money. Um, no, I'm not uncomfortable giving them my ten dollars, but. It has to. There has to be something there for me to. I'm not just gonna throw my money. What about the game you've been playing for the past month? What about because, that not, thing? Not just. Why would he just toss money at it just because Apex came right over to him? And <laughs> <for a> while. <laughs> oh, Josh is pulling it. That's a really inside Hi. joke. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, Josh. I like that. Uh, no one may get it, but I. I really, fish. I can't see fish right now. I imagine <sighs> it's a look of shame and. Sadness. Mm. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All I'm saying, I've been harping on this for years because I believe in it and try to practice it is if you, you love something, it's okay to give them, you know, there's people that enjoy our podcast and they give us money every month. You know what I mean? Spread the love. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm hoping that one day my sp- spending things will rub off on fish and he'll just, you know, feel it. I'll pressure him into doing that. But fish is, uh, he's a frugal fish. What can I say? Frugal fish. Another good mm-hmm. handle. Um, all right. I want to thank all the Instagram commenters. I will tag them in the post. That was a lot of fun um, to talk about. And our patron, of course, the real OG Larry. If you go to patreon.com slash swordchomp and you decide to, it's an expensive tier, but if you do it, you get to pick the topic of the show. We want to make sure it was nice and lengthy, nice and beefy for our patron. 
and uh, it was a lot of fun. So thank you for your support, and thank you for the topic. It's mm-hmm. good time. Good times. Um, all right, so that's a nice segue here as I was talking about our Patreon page. Um, we also have a sponsor, and we're very lucky to have this sponsor. Uh, it's run by a great couple of guys. It's called Sassy D Merch, or SassyDicks.com. That's right. And if you've ever fought... <laughs> Sassy D Merch? Can you tell us more about it? <laughs> you know what? I just might. Um, so th- the amazing thing about Sassy D Merch when we met them is that it was exactly the kind of humor we were into. Uh, you know, if you follow us on Instagram or you follow our podcast, you know we love a good joke. Um, Fish is very vulnerable. He lets us talk about his micro penis often. I know I do. <laughs> um, uh, and there's actually a really funny thing up on the at Sassy D Instagram page. So if you're if you don't follow them, you should uh, jump over there right now and uh, give them a follow because there's this guy called uh, <laughs> Thin Dude who basically uh, throws people um, he throws things on people's feet while they're using the bathroom from bathroom stalls. And he has a popular Instagram account where he basically, like, hides in a stall, waits for people to pee next to him, and then he, like, talks to them and throws stuff on their feet to make them really uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a very... Oh, wow, look at those mermaid yeah, socks. Those, oh, yeah. I sure hope I get a pair when I'm using the bathroom. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, Fish, we have an arrangement with him, so I need that mermaid sock video by tomorrow. Um, but... <laughs> thanks for reminding me, Shay. Um, but there's a video up on the... The Sassy no merch page where they throw the uh, Sassy Chew or the Pikachu um, socks onto some people. It's a form of promotion, and it's uh, it's funny. But they do a lot of great work. It's like gag gag gifts. Um, I was gagging on that word. Apparently, I couldn't say it properly. And uh, it's it's right. That's a big <laughs> word. <laughs> Bigger than I expected it to be. Jesus. <laughs> Um, but you know, they're, they're a growing, uh, company and they took a chance in sponsoring us and they're, we really, uh, like what they're about, which is just making people laugh. So go and follow at Sassy D merch on Instagram or check out sassydicks.com and, uh, join the family, (laughs) join the family of dicks. You know, uh, yeah, (laughs) yeah, Uh, you know, they've really, they've helped us out by rising up to the occasion. And being our sponsor. They really have. Yeah. Uh, um, They've uh, been able to provide us with plenty of protection as we have uh, penetrated the hearts and souls of all of our fans. uh, They're really helping us get ahead of things in the uh, advertising. They are. (laughs) They are, you know, like... uh, They've given their mushroom stamp of approval. <laughs> what? The I fuck is happening? Josh, I think Josh is having a seizure. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, thanks to our sponsor. Go check him out. We did some one thing. We do run every month. Semen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the last one. I'm sorry. Man, the comic timing on that is excellent. Um, <laughs> so w- one thing we do every Monday and Tuesday, we run polls on the Ad Sword Chomp Instagram, just fun topics we can discuss. So I wanted to run through those with you guys because there's some good ones this week. The big one, of course, was the Apex thing, which I thought was fascinating, where basically Apex uh, Legends was already kind of getting swallowed again by uh, Fortnite on Twitch. 
which isn't always the perfect representation of popularity, but interesting because Apex Legends had been <laughs> swallowing. Damn it, I did it. Um, but <laughs> ah! um, Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, but it was fascinating to me because I just listened to a lot of podcasts and stuff and kind of following it. The, the people who maybe were hoping to see the demise of Fortnite, uh, I don't want to imply that, but I feel like that's there, have been really touting how successful, oh, Apex has over 200,000 more Twitch followers or um, uh, views right now than Fortnite and this and that. And I was like shocked. I was like, Fortnite's already climbed back. Like People seem to be returning to their comfort food or the Apex thing is sort of leveled out a little bit, which is understandable. No, I'm not saying it's a flash in the pan or anything, but it's in the... I just thought it was interesting. So I asked our audience and I said... How do you mm-hmm. feel about this? And I showed him the, the. I took a screenshot, showed him the stats, and like eighty-five percent of our audience uh, said, "What the fuck?" <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> um, makes sense though. I, I I think it makes sense if you look at Fortnite because they do all these events. It almost in a way has kind of become what World of Warcraft was, where World of mm-hmm. Warcraft was kind of like this, in a way, this like social hangout place and that's what Fortnite has really become at this point you know you had recently they had that i don't remember who it was they had that concert in the game which is really that's kind of a creative cool idea like they're they're making it like like this cyber hangout zone and i get why the 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 uh appeal is there i really do so it makes sense and i think apex you know it's in it's in I I don't want to quite say it's in its infancy right now. I still think it is fairly new. So, you know, they're figuring stuff out. I'm sure they're planning their events and whatnot right now. And I feel like Apex is more for, like, the person who's into more realistic shooters. And so that has a little bit less appeal. Competitive. Yes, that too. Because, like you were saying, with Fortnite being a place to kind of go to hang out... You hop into Apex, and there's nothing to do there other than start a match. Like, there's just, there's nothing. Right down to business. Like, yeah, it's like you hop into the game, and there's just, like, the one button, like, to hop into a competitive game. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I kind of get how, if you're not feeling like hopping right into a competitive game, there's not a lot... Like there's 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 nothing else to like pull you into Apex and just kind of get you hanging out there, um, right? If you're not looking for that experience, so that's yeah, that's absolutely right. It remind like what Fortnite is right now reminds me of a lot of what World of Warcraft was. Um, to come back to that analogy is you know in World of Warcraft people sometimes would just go in there just to hang out and talk with each other and bullshit yep. and. It was kind of like a, a a digital or cyber interface for that. And, you know, if you wanted to take it more seriously, you could go on raids and do the missions and whatnot in there. I feel like Fortnite is the same thing. Like, not mm-hmm. necessarily you need to go and just kill people. Sometimes you can just go in there and hang out with your, you know, your avatars or whatever you want to call it. And just have a good yeah. time. It's it's a, it's the same kind of concept there. Yeah, and I just, feel like that's why... Yeah, and I feel like that's why Fortnite is a juggernaut, and I feel like that's why it gets a lot of hate as well, because World of Warcraft back in its day got a ton of hate, as as the same as Fortnite is getting well, right now. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 parallelism there is pretty interesting. You know, I think I think I, it makes I sense. Think though what you're saying, and I agree with you to definitely to a point, Shay, is that it's a phenomenon like Pokemon Go, like wow. It's you don't just come along and knock a phenomenon off. I think people sometimes forget that Fortnite is a fucking phenomenon. There are ten year olds playing that on their fucking tablets and Taco Bell while they wait for their cheesy gordita crunch to roll off the fucking counter. You know what I mean? Like it's it's large, literally one of the biggest things we've ever seen. They they must have a new recipe if they're rolling <laughs> off the counter. Sliding? Yeah. 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 That's not one of their. They flop. I'm pretty sure that's in a taco shell. I'm trying to think. I, I actually yeah. think they are making it into like a taco ball, oh, like takoyaki. Yeah. It's a cheesy hmm. gordita takoyaki. Yeah. That would make sense just to give them, you know, one more thing to fry. Mm-hmm. True. Like you take a giant, mm-hmm. like you take all the ingredients, kind of mash them into this like ball, yeah. and then you. Yep. Just shallow fry, fry them. Yep. That sounds yeah. really good, actually. You're welcome, Taco Bell. If you listen to this podcast and you, you decide to take our idea, feel free to sponsor us I am... at swordchomp.com. I need to do that now. Like that that sounds like it, it has promise. It it really does. It it's sounds like, a like it has promise. It's like a crunch cheese ball, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh wouldn't you bake it? Mm-hmm. I think there's some legs to this. Yeah. I think we should pitch this idea to Taco Bell. Yeah, I think like... we should do it before this podcast releases. Yeah. Yeah, pitch them on the Gordita the ro- Popper. <laughs> yeah, the Gordita Popper. I like it. Um, that's what that's what we called fish in college. You know, I we solved both <laughs> we solved both the sports games conundrum and the the Taco Bell conundrum on the same episode. So, there you go. Um, Maybe we should keep recording. We can probably knock out world <laughs> peace and global warming here. Give us another couple hours. You no, know, um, I've been thinking about world peace a lot. Better world peace, the basketball player, to make it come full circle. No, um, so... Uh, <laughs> That's uh, right. Fish, I want to give... Ch- Malice <laughs> at the palace. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, fish. Dude, uh, like, really quickly. Really quickly. Hold on, really quickly. I don't know if you saw this video, but uh, there was a fight at the Toronto game yesterday. Like, this, uh, these four guys, like, just uh, beat the shit out of this one fan. Uh, they don't know why the fight exactly happened, but uh, supposedly what happened is one of the four guys spilt beer on the one guy, and the one guy was like, what the fuck? And he started like yelling at him and shit, and these four guys got up, and they were yelling at this guy, and this guy was yelling at them, and the four started turning around, and the one guy sucker punched him, and the four just kicked the shit out of the guy in the stands. That's kind of crazy. Mm. Huh. All over a cheesy gordita crunch. Man, that's that's <sighs> fucking crazy. Mm. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, I wanted to give Fish a chance though before we moved on because I know he's been playing a lot of Apex lately. He's in a dark hole uh, of Apex, and uh, I want to give Finn one more opportunity to talk about this game just because I know he's been playing it like crazy. So that's kind of why I put the poll all there. Also, I think it's a pretty interesting just thing right now and maybe we won't be talking that much about apex at the end of the year or maybe we will because if every year fish has a game that he gets sucked into and this seems to be the one which i find fascinating um so fish this is your chance get it get it all off your chest is he dead 
Oh, there he is. Okay. Hey. Yeah, it's it's, it's slowly rolling <laughs> off my chest right now. I like the sound of it. No, um, no, that game is uh, I don't know, like uh, the fact that they want to look at the Twitch streamers and see who's streaming it to gauge how successful it is or how popular it is 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 okay, but like. Of course, there's going to be, when a game first comes out, there's going to be people who look at that game and think, oh, I want to try out this game. This is a new thing. Twitch streamers are just going to jump on it. And, like, everybody's very curious about it. And that's probably how they could get some, you know, subscribers to their channel and everything. But um, the fact that it Fortnite jumped back on top doesn't necessarily surprise me. It's just more of a... I guess people wanting to see Fortnite dethrone type of th situation, which uh, I I, I want to see as well. But uh, honestly, like it, it's not going to happen that quick, you know, o over a course of a week or so or something like that. Um, so, um, I mean, give Apex a little room to breathe. I mean, they, they don't even have, you know, they haven't implemented all the stuff that they want to. Oh, ouch! I don't mean to interrupt you, Fish, but um, right now Apex is at 60k below Call of Duty Black Ops 4 and Grand Theft Auto 5. I'm just oh kidding. no! I don't, I don't. I don't know what sort of. <laughs> guess we got. Guess we got to play tonight, Fish. I'm just, yeah, uh, we got to up that. We got to stream tonight. Our one stream, make it, make it count. That's right. We will single-handedly boost those numbers back up. How are there more people watching Call of Duty than Apex? That is fucking weird. That's just weird. I don't know. Whatever. Um, the weirdest part about that is that someone would be playing Call of Duty and then letting people know. <laughs> no. Well, it's like that sports thing we talked about, Josh. You know, you get it. You know, right. all... <laughs> it's like a shame. It's your dark. Hmm. Honey, what do... Honey, what do you want to do tonight? Oh, you know... Uh, you know, Smoke Blunt Killer 6969 is going to be playing Call of Duty Black Ops 4. We should totally catch that for the next few hours. All right. That sounds good. I'll grab the Natty Ice. Uh, I, I have a very incendiary... God, I can't say that word. Help me, Josh. Um, incendiary? Incendi yeah, I have a very incendiary um, theory about that because a lot of the uh, sort of attractive streamers that I have been watching lately have sort of switched back to... Um, I, I follow them on Instagram. I don't have time to watch their stuff. They've sort of switched back to Fortnite and Call of Duty, and uh, you know, you know, we all know how powerful the attractive uh, woman streamer can be in today's age. Uh, right, fish. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Did you elaborate? You Morgan? Uh, but no, fish. I I I thought you had some oh, good thoughts there, okay. but I wanted to just. You're you're still addicted. Do you see an end in sight? Is there an end in sight to fishes? Is Sekiro is Sekiro gonna? It comes out this Friday. Is Sekiro gonna save you from the? Oh yeah. shit! It does, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, honestly, that's what I'm waiting for. Is like, there's no real new games that I want to play. Like the games that I have been playing, like I haven't what about had Anthem? that much of what an interest. What happened to Anthem? In playing more, I don't have that. My interest in that game's kind of waned out like uh, I, I i i know that they just came out with like a, a big patch that like changed up a bunch of stuff but like it wasn't enough to want me to finish that campaign or anything like eventually i 
probably will finish that campaign. But I'd finish the campaign at, at this point. Like, the story is still interesting. Yeah. It's like there's there's mm-hmm. a bunch of cool stuff going on there. I stopped once I got to the point where there was literally no story left for me to play through. Oh, like no. basically any side quests that weren't just repeating stuff. Yeah. All the main story quests were done. Like had played all the strongholds, so I've yeah, seen yeah. whatever story is in there. But like, there's just there's no. You've never been a. Great... There may be a little more story because it seems like there's something going on that you kind of have to. Like you, you have like a legend rank yeah. or whatever that you have to kind of fill out, and there may be more story beyond that, but you can't unlock it without running out of story from other stuff yet, which is kind of a shame. Well, you've um, never been a post-game grinder like me and Fish, so. like like after Destiny. You would just go mm-hmm. through like, the Destiny content, and you'd be like, okay, that was fun, I'm done. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's it's more of a like a commitment to that game if you want to commit that amount of time in there. Like there has to be a community that you can get behind or feel like the game is worthy of that that grind that yeah. you're putting into that game. And if it's not there, like it, especially those types of games where like yeah. you are literally grinding, like if you don't want to spend that time doing that in the game, like I think it's perfectly fine. Like you, you can't force a person to want to go grind through that game and get to the end game of that whole loop of that I'm they not have talking about on forcing it. Have I'm just saying up. that those games generally thrive off of their post-game content but what I think you're talking about fish and I rented it I actually went out and rented it for four days for like seven dollars so that I could try the multiplayer with a friend oh uh aka fish over uh-huh. the next couple of days so I want to see uh-huh. what that's like actually playing with a human I know um before Sekiro hits but uh, the addiction mm-hmm. is. Yeah, I'm 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 open for crossplay yeah. to eventually show up, so I can play with some like, play play with with fish some because that seems like the sort of game that would be fun just to kind of veg yeah. out with, just kind of half paying attention to the yeah. game because the combat is really good, and just just mm-hmm. playing the game feels good. But I ran out of story to do, so I need something to keep my interest. Right. While I'm grinding, because that's at that point that's what I'm doing. So I can either hang out with friends, which is kind of what Destiny was. The only time yeah, we were grinding De- that was when we were playing Destiny together. Destiny had a loot hook, though. Like, or, the loot was so fun, and, the, and the, I feel like the loot hook in this game is not quite there. Like, I haven't... You know, I don't get excited about the... I'm glad there's a loot system, but I I don't... Like, with Destiny, I felt it, you know? And they would give you some exotics during the quest and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I just wish I had more of an addiction to it. Instead of, like, when I turn it on, I'm having a great time. But I want, I want to feel that addiction. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't got there, but maybe yep. when me and Fish play together, you know, Apex Legends has some good loot there. Does that even count as loot? I mean, I... it does, man. Yeah. Like every game, it, it it's it's interesting. Like it, it's like this small little dose. It's fifteen minute matches, and as you're going through it, like you're getting like this weird like loot lust going through there yeah. while you're also you know, trying to stay strategic and watch your corners and work as a team like looting together it, it, it's very yeah, it's, it's very different it. yeah i th- i think i don't know if it was just completely random but it seems like i find way more legendary attachments now than i used to in apex and just mm. seeing those yellows pop up 
even if it's just an attachment for a gun you're using, psychological, it feels yeah, really yeah, good. Nice little psychological. Yeah, just a psychological does, yeah. thing. Even if it's just like, you know, a legendary scope yeah. or something. Just seeing it pop so much more regularly. This really the skins does kind of. I got nice. the skins in that game kind of suck mm-hmm. though. I got a, a couple legendary skins. And it was like this is stripes. Your gun now yeah. has a stripe on it. I'm like, wow, fucking this is dumb. But those those games. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to really get me excited about a game where I don't really see my character. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah. I feel you. I feel like the unlockable stuff in this game matters to me basically none at all, which is kind of why I'm feeling Fish's trepidation on saying he wants to get the battle pass because, considering the stuff you can already unlock, it's hardly exciting. Right. So. Yeah, they have to. Uh, yeah, I'm very curious to see what exactly they'll. I'm sure they'll make it very. Uh, I don't know. Appetizing, I guess, to the Apex Legends player base, but. Yeah. What exactly they could put in there, like, other yeah. than new skins? Like, if they go a different direction with the, all that, like, character skins and stuff like that and gun skins. Um, I think there's going to be a new character. I do. I think there's going to be a new character. I think that's going to be enough for people. Yeah. Have, yeah, that there should be yeah. like at some point they need more a little more variety. I don't know. Like they don't need a ton more cuz they're all fairly similar anyway. Like you're not yeah. drastically drastically changing your playstyles with each of them, but you know, enough enough, enough to yeah. make a difference. Well, and mm-hmm. Fish sounded like he was in a dark hole because he was just trying to get achievements to get achievements. Like he was like, "Well, I haven't got become a champ. I haven't got a champion with this character yet, so I'm gonna do that." And then if I get all of them in this, and I'm like, "I know. I mean, if you're enjoying a game, it gives you something to push for." Um, so, so I get that. Mm-hmm. Have you you have you unlocked Caustic yet, Fish? Mm, I'm about sixteen hundred Apex Legends coins away from that. Or no, it's not Apex coins. It's the other currency that you unlock as you level up. Um, the red ones. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm fairly close to unlocking him. Um, and he's the last legend that I have to win champion with to get that achievement. So I already got it all with the other oh, characters. Interesting. And then once you get that achievement, then what? Then um, uh, I don't know. Maybe support the game and buy the battle pass. It makes a certain somebody happy <laughs> I, I, and feel good about themselves uh, I don't care. or something. You I don't know. Well, I'm not going to get into that. Um, I wish you were training in Smash instead of Apex, but uh... <laughs> I, I did <laughs> just, train today with you. With you and, I'm, um... I'm glad. You, I'm glad you're enjoying it. You know, because <laughs> that's what how Smash has been for me. It's been my palate cleanser game. So I get it. I know mean, this has been like your addiction game. So I, I get it. Right. I, I'm I'm just giving you shit. I'm glad. I'm, it sounds like you're having a lot of fun with it. So uh, it's just for sure. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, like I'm just waiting until like the next big game next big comes game? around that um, <laughs> catches my attention. Big big gang bang, you know, <laughs> something to get involved with. You know, feel a part of something bigger than you know just me. Uh. I don't know, like, you're going to feel much bigger once you're hanging around with a gangbang, man. Um, I'll tell you this. I'm fascinated to see how the story of Apex plays out throughout the year. Because uh, Hot Now, 
only like March, February, kind of waning. And there's a lot of big things yet to drop this year, so I'm, it's going to be fun to watch. There was another poll this week. This blew my fucking mind, Josh. You are not going to believe this. Fish, Shay, mm. this is crazy. This is fucking crazy talk. So I thought of this. Some of these polls come to me in the most stupid and random of ways, um, which I know is a big surprise. I've been playing Donkey Kong Country <laughs> Tropical Freeze a lot lately, and I'm going to be talking about that next week because I, really, I have a lot of thoughts, but I want to save it so I can compose them better. And have an interesting short conversation about it's an older game, but you can get it on the Switch for 60 bucks. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, but you know, Nintendo doesn't ever drop drop their prices. But I was looking at Diddy Kong and I was like, you know what? He's got a fucking red hat that says Nintendo. And I was like, man, Mario doesn't even have a red hat that says Nintendo. Mario has a red hat that just has an M on it. And I said, wait a second, who has the coolest hat? And I put it up on Instagram, and guess what? Mario. 56% people said he has a better hat than Diddy Kong. Which Mario did you put up there? Just the regular Mario with the M on his head. Mm. Regular mm. ass? Because he's had some pretty lumpy hats back well, in the day, but I want to keep the bad. most generic Mario hat uh, instead of getting too frisky. Mm. But I mean, Diddy Kong has a hat that says Nintendo on it. It's turned sideways, as if to be stylish like a hip-hop star in the 90s, and <laughs> which is what Donkey mm. Kong Country was huge. But, I mean, objectively, would you rather have a hat that said Nintendo on it or just an M for Mario or whatever your name is? Do you want a hat with a big F on it, Fish, or do you want a Nintendo hat? I want a hat with a big F on it. Fuck yeah. Hmm. DTF. <laughs> it's a big hat with a big DTF on it. Uh, <laughs> I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, come on, I thought Diddy. You can't stop Mario, Josh. How do you feel about this? Are you gonna? Would you have voted for Mario's hat too? Um, I would not have voted for either. Cause, come on, guys. They're, they're hats. This is important, come Josh. On. Come on, it's a Nintendo hat. Diddy Kong uh -huh. doesn't get any love. Okay, no one cares about him in Smash. No, you don't ever really see him unless he's a side character. Yet he has a. You no, know, he just doesn't get any love. I was trying to give Diddy Kong some love. He, he's like he's like that. He's like the hype man for Nintendo. Yeah. You know, puts on the brand and everything, and he stands off to the side yeah. and looks cool. And it he stands so. over there. He's <laughs> been Diddy Kong. I know that played. Particularly well in audio. <laughs> Canonically, I want to know when Diddy Kong got a jetpack because that's just fucking wild. Um, hmm. I mean, come on. What's with the jetpack? Donkey Kong 64. Did he have a jetpack? I know he had then? one in Returns, but I don't remember if he had one in 64 because he definitely didn't have one. I think he only did in some of the modes because they had like a ton of crazy multiplayer modes and I think everyone may have had a jetpack in that one but it's been so long I am not 100% sure. I will say just shooting fish with peanuts today uh playing Diddy Kong was like the most <laughs> funniest fucking thing. <laughs> just mm -hmm. just peanuts slapping at the face. He has a wooden gun that shoots peanuts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that that peanut popper <laughs> is not mm. good, but it is probably one of the most satisfying things to actually hit someone with <laughs> in Smash. It's funny. <laughs> a big old peanut the size of, you know, of... Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> just, it looked funny. He's playing Snake too. It just looked funny seeing this dignified hero, Snake, just like slapped in the head with peanuts. Ah, 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 Snake. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um. Anyways, I'll have a lot of thoughts on Tropical Freeze next week. So if you pick it up and you're curious about it, uh, as you're playing it, you can hear me talk about it. But it is still sixty dollars. But it's definitely worth purchasing if you enjoy platform games. And I have a lot of very serious thoughts on it. Uh, I'll give you a tea. <laughs> the only thing I'll say this week that's irrelevant is that it has a terrible name. Tropical Freeze is a terrible name. It sounds like a fucking Slurpee. They'd get it Seven Eleven, and uh, it's very upsetting to me. I hate it. I hate the name. I hate the name. Uh, Do any of them have good names? Well, the re- returns is just simple and hits the point. Donkey Kong Country Returns, right? You have Donkey Kong Country, you know, plain. Yeah, because yeah, countries. Don- are known Dunk- to return. That's kind of one of their... Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy Kong's Quest. All right. Gets to the point. It has Quest in the name. Mm-hmm. I don't think... <laughs> yeah, that's... Really? That's borderline. That's borderline. Mm-hmm. Do you like Tropical Freeze or Diddy Kong's Quest more? Tropical Freeze. I'd say Tropical Yeah. 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 Most, most... It's not universal that games with Quest... In the title are bad, but it's a reasonable rule of thumb. I will say that the third one is a terrible name. Dixie mm-hmm. Kong's Double Trouble. Uh, that's pretty bad. I'll give him that. Um, anyways, stay tuned next week for that. Last poll, I said, where the hell is that Final Fantasy VI remake? Now, this was in honor of our good friend Sector7, um, who does a mm-hmm. lot of stuff for us uh, at Sector7 Item Shop on Instagram. If you don't follow her, you should. Um... But she's a huge Final Fantasy VI fan. She really relates to her nostalgia and um, the main character, Celeste, uh, or a character named Celeste. I've never played it, had trouble getting into it because it was old. And that's what got me thinking about it was I would like nothing would make me happier than to keep the core of what that game is, dialogue, music and everything. But just like reimagine it with like modern, keep the art direction, but reimagine it with modern visuals. Um, I think that Mm -hmm. would be... You know, we could say that about any of them. We bitch about eight not getting a proper remake and this and that, but I feel like six could really use it. Six could use it. They gave us just an abomination of a remake on PC a couple years ago with like just horribly crappy, like flash game, like early flash game looking sprites and it was it was that was on pc it was on pc it you google it right now if yeah it's it is the most hideous thing i've ever seen we're talking like you know the secret of mana (gasps) no type like the new secret of mana level yes we're talking like that level of crap as far as ruining an interesting pixel art style it's, oh yeah. wow oh my god that's else. so bad holy shit yeah wow you were not joking mm-hmm. i thought you were being over dramatic yeah no that remake is about the best case you could ever make for emulating like that's that that <laughs> that is it <laughs> the right first there. article i pulled up josh was from kotaku and it was from february of last year so semi-recent and it said people are still trying to make mm-hmm. final fantasy 6 look less awful on pc um, <laughs> you're yeah. trying to mod it so it doesn't look like crap it's, it's weird yeah. that S- Squaresoft could have such little understanding 
sometimes of what makes their great games great. Like, how? I yeah. just, That's amazing. It's just yeah. weird. It's just fucking weird. Mm-hmm. But 60% of our audience did agree that a remake would be great. Um, it, was, it was lower. Mm-hmm. I think some people were saying either no interest or they leave it how it is kind of a thing, but it did rise before the polls closed. I personally would love... Mm. The only thing that keeps me from enjoying that game is just... It's too dated for me. And I don't mean to be that gamer, but it, it just is. Visually, it's just too dated for me. But, like, if they could bring, like, what that art style was meant to be, like, if you look at early art and, like, some of the art in, like, the character portraits yeah. and stuff, it could be beautiful. It could be really, uh-huh. really cool looking. So... <sighs> yeah, like, the key art for that game is great. Like... And that's the thing. That's what's so strange about it, because like they didn't try to make it look like that like key art at stuff? all. Yeah. They just went with like it's yeah. They've never Ugh. really done one in yeah. a mono style with high level visuals that I can think of, right? Because no, not really. Um, but that would that would be that would be neat if they made like an actual two D one, but like in yeah, that watercolor yeah. style. Like, there's a lot of creative things you could that... do with that. Um. Mhm. That would yeah, be neat. And, and like they have a lot of respect for Amano, and everyone does. So I don't know why. Yeah. That hasn't happened. I mean, you could just that thing could be one of the most staggeringly good. If you could pull off that art direction of his, the way his art looks, yeah. in a visual style. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That would be special. Yeah. And then with that game's music already and everything in the story, it would just. It it would be yeah, magic. Yeah, absolutely. Man. But you know, Square Soft is uh they apparently they hate us. And when they like us, they make us wait 10 years for yeah. a game. So that's the way they do things. Uh-huh. Frustrating. Um, but yeah, so that's it. I did do a short poll on a podcast I'm thinking about doing called Loot Lust, and I got a really positive response, but I'm, it's something I'm only looking into when our Patreon grows a little bit more because um, it's going to take some more time and resources. But the I wanted to gauge the interest, and it seems there, um, which would be a lot of fun. Uh, so thank you for everyone who voted on that as well. It was like almost 80% people said that it thought it sounded interesting. So uh, if our Patreon can rise, I want to focus more on what we do now, but I like to see test the water of interest on those things um, just for fun. So we'll see if we can keep growing. Uh-huh. Something I'd like to do. Um, and that's it for polls. A lot of good stuff there. It's been a fun week as far as, I mean, it was just a weird week. I have some of the best polls planned for next week, so you don't want to miss it. We had the listener topic that was fantastic a lot of cool polls to run through um got to talk some apex a little ganondorf a little sports um i can't think of anything else here we're, we're really missing as we go to close the show but i do want to say to you guys if there's anything important that you want to say or get off your chest as we kind of round up the sports or uh, the sports round up the uh the show here um the floor is yours well first we forgot to do the patreon poll so, oh, 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 okay. Yes, I'm sorry. So um, get that out of the way really quick. Um, we Every week now we're doing something new. We're doing a poll for the um, Patreon sub, uh, subscribers. Anyone who donates $1 or more, you can vote in a super secret weekly poll. And we divulge the results at the end of the week on each podcast. So this week was kind of inspired by our conversation last week with uh and or actually it was like two weeks ago with the new Pokemon games being announced and talking about it with all of my students. And so it really inspired me to just think and say, you know, like what is the best 
Pokemon game? What is the best generation of Pokemon? What what did the fans think? Um, not a lot of people voted this week, which is fine. It's whatever. Maybe some people don't like Pokemon, but uh, we had three people, of course, vote blue, red, yeah, yellow, the first generation. We had two people vote the gold, silver, crystal generation, which is Gen 2. We had one person vote diamond, pearl, platinum, and the all the others got a goose egg. Nice, fat goose egg. And our good buddy Howard said, if you choose anything other than gold, silver, crystal, you're wrong. Rip Iwata. So, mm. that was the uh, the Patreon poll for this week. Um, if you're interested in being able to participate in some of those, uh, you know, some of them are going to be silly like that, and some of them will be a little bit more serious, like we asked week before about what Josh was going to stream for the week so things like that you want to kind of influence the outcome of what happens here at sword chomp head over to the patreon and just sign up for the one dollar tier at least but yeah so yeah. we can give uh we'll Any, give that poll a little oh. bit of do here for a, a mm. yeah a short conversation um i will say because i mean if they're voting on it we're going to talk about it we'll give it a little do yeah i will say the most fascinating thing i notice when i talk to people because i always like to ask people about pokemon everyone i meet in all walks of life is how many because those games are still incredibly popular but like there's just so many people i meet that are just like yeah i played the original red and blue but i haven't really played it since then i'm like it, and i just find that fascinating how many people out there just fell off uh, of that maybe they played it when they were kids and they were like mm -hmm. oh it's just pokemon or something but not a lot of people were like us where we just kept hitting it up every generation and getting into the competitive scene and all that and this pool kind of speaks to to that which I, I just think is interesting for mm -hmm. sure yeah i think nostalgia obviously plays a big factor into that as well you know the original 150 or 151 rather um there, there's a lot of nostalgia there for us you know uh the first pokemon movie the first trading cards the first games you know nothing sometimes nothing can just just nothing can beat the original and i think with pokemon for a lot of people that is the case, like, when when they got into it originally. And I can understand that, so. Yeah, what I always tell people is just, if you're ever interested, just try to look at it like a, um, I almost said, an ecology. And each world is sort of expanding mm -hmm. that ecology with each new generation of creatures and how they interact with the other creatures and the worlds. And I think that's the only reason to me it's always been very different than, like, a sports game because. Um, there are important changes that make or go to the series, but in general, they're just creating more animals, Pokemon, to live in this world and and grow that that universe. So that's always it's like opening up a new cycle encyclopedia or Bulbapedia every time. So that's that's mm -hmm. always why I've been really interested. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, so I I uh, I think of it this way. It's like either we get new Pokemon and we get excited about it or Pokemon disappears and it quits being made. And I think the alternative, the latter, is much worse than the former. So I'll take new Pokemon <laughs> over no Pokemon at all. Yeah. Uh -huh. Although Fish can, he can recite the entire Poke rap from memory. Watch. It's, it's, it's incredibly. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Cloister, Shelter, Seal, <laughs> Dugon. 
you you tried. Thank you, Fish. You tried. That's all I can ask for. Yeah. Um. I did. I, I yeah. did. I nailed the voice down at yeah, least. You started to, and then you just lost full confidence. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You should have just kept doing the voice. Cloister, Diglett, Nidoran, Eventually, I just started spouting words that were not even Pokemon. And then that voice would come in. At least a hundred and fifty a plane to see. There'll be a Pokemon that's a destiny. God. Uh, Electro, Diglett, Nidoran, Mankey, Venusaur, Redditata, Pharaoh, Pidgey, Sea King, Jolteon, Dragon Knight, Ghastly, Ponyta, Vaporeon, Enough. Come on! I found it! I found the Pokerap! Yes, we know. That's how the you actually started singing out. something that was. Like, it was very obvious once your Google results came in. Like, we all, <laughs> we all heard that in real time. We got it. That was pretty good. You guys are killing all my fun. The joke is played out, son. Mm. If you enjoyed my pokey rap, make sure you message me at Swordshark on Instagram. <laughs> tell, tell them all how wrong they were. Um, or you can email us at swordchomp at gmail.com. And uh, we always like to get emails, although generally pull a lot from social media to use on the show. So uh, thank you for that uh, Instagram, or I'm sorry, Twitter poll. Uh, all right. Uh, Shay, I know there was something that you... It was important to you that you wanted um, in serious world events to, to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the ser- one of the serious things was that was not a Twitter poll. That was a Patreon poll. Oh, fuck. God damn uh, That was the first serious thing. The second serious thing, and I'll, I'll be 100% serious now. Um, you know, obviously, as the world knows now, something very tragic happened yesterday uh, in New Zealand, unfortunately. Uh, 50 people were uh, killed. and for those of you that don't know, uh, gunman decided to drive to two different mosques and kill 50 people. And uh, we're not going to we're not going to sit here and talk about it. We're not going to sit here and go into detail about what happened. All we want to do is just provide a simple prayer and say our hearts go out to the victims and the families involved in what has happened. Uh, it's It's a terrible, terrible thing that uh occurred yesterday and um i just hope as uh people that we can just unite and give support to those affected by this uh catastrophic and tragic event that um yeah it's just terrible situation so our hearts go out to you um victims uh and hopefully there comes a time where we can exist, where these type of things don't happen anymore. So that's it. Exactly. Um, so thank you for taking time to listen to the show today. It's been a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, we talked a lot, a lot about interesting topics, some great polls and a huge game coming up next week with Sekiro. Uh, among other things that we're going to discuss, I imagine next show is going to be incredible just from some of the early notes I've already put down uh, and jokes I've written down and Sekiro is going to be fascinating. It drops on a Friday. So I'm going to probably stay up late Thursday night, try to get, get some time in with it. Um, but that's going to do it. Thank you for checking out the podcast. And again, you can check out some of our side content. I have 
in the blood and evoking the sublime up on our patreon page um, we can find both those podcasts um, of course anywhere you download podcasts within reason and uh, of course our patreon page patreon.com slash so thanks for taking time we will see you next week